because people get emotional when things are going on in the world and media and the world tends to get in everybody's head and then there's a panic. And when you're in panic, you tend to do things that are not necessarily in your best interest. So what, so what he says is that my job is to talk people off the ledge. Welcome to the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast, dedicated to you and your loved ones living at 100% for 100 years and beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Plasker. Welcome everybody to the 100 Year Lifestyle where we are transforming health and longevity worldwide so that you and your loved ones can live at 100% for 100 years and beyond. And the most special interview I have done ever, we're gonna do it right now with my two brothers, Dr. Jordan Plasker, Dr. Noel Plasker. We are celebrating 100 years of collective chiropractic practice, the difference it's made for people, the stories, the quality of life, the transformation of healthcare in people in different places around the country. And 100 years to get, not all at once, right? You're not 100, you're not 100, I'm not 100. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. What do you think about that? That's pretty cool. That's, that's unbelievable. I mean, to imagine when we first started back on Ellis Parkway, back in New York, in Spring Valley, New York, that we would be here and me 30 years later, you 33 years later, you 35 years later, being chiropractors and making a difference in people's lives, I think it's pretty awesome. How about you, Dr. Jordan? Fantastic. Just uh, grateful to be part of the chiropractic profession and the things that has given me in my life, my family, um, very grateful. Yeah, and so you brought up Dr. Landy, you brought up Two Ellis Parkway. I did. I remember going to Two Ellis Parkway. This is years ago before, you know, back when, when we, this is like 40, 50 years ago, almost when we started getting care, 45 years ago. Uh, chiropractors, we were going through in our profession with yeah. the Wilk suit and uh, that we were suing the AMA for slander. A lot of people don't know that, that the, all the bad things you ever heard about chiropractic was a lie that was made up that went to the Supreme Court. It was proven. We won. I love that. And so what's exciting about that is now, way back when, we were warriors, we had to be because we were considered like outcasts. And now here we are, our hundredth year in practice collectively, and we are essential healthcare providers. Absolutely. And not just because we've always known it, but because now authorities are saying it that are in position to say those things. And I remember Ernie Landy's office, which was Reggie Gold's office before that. Yep. And I remember the warrior mentality, the doctors back then, and even today, fighting for people's well-being. What do you remember? Well, it's, it actually is still happening today, but what I remember is just going and people saying, well, it was like sort of like this, oh, I, I have something like me with epileptic seizures. And no one thought back then, oh, oh, well, you should go to a chiropractor. But someone said, actually, you should go to a chiropractor. It wasn't 10 people, but it was one, or it wasn't 20 people, but it was one. Hey, you should go see Dr. Landy. I don't know if he's going to help your seizures, but you've got to go see this guy because he's going to make your health better. So that's what I remember from back then. So what I remember about that is I remember looking at my little brother, my baby brother, who I would play knee football with. I was on my knees. He was standing, running, jumping over me. Right. And uh, and I remember he got on the, the MDs. They gave him phenobarbital or some version of that. And I remember seeing my spirited young brother. And at the time, you had to be like five, six. No, I was nine. Nine, close. But it was Dilantin was the. the oh, was it Dilantin? Okay. So nervous system suppressive drug that they they given me. They didn't say, 
oh, well, this is going to help you. But they looked at what they did say was your son has epilepsy, having epileptic seizures. We don't know why it is. We don't know what's causing it. But here's, you're going to take this drug and you're going to make sure, uh, I just gave him the drug and it had a lot of side effects to that. Yeah, I, I remember looking at you thinking, oh my God, they've turned my brother into this slurring words and I, it broke my heart. And you got adjusted and what happened? Uh, well, let me go back up one second because I think this is important for people to know. So after I started taking Dilantin, I actually went to camp that summer. I don't even know if you remember the story. So I was biting into, at lunchtime, this Hebrew national salami sandwich. You know, one of those <laughs> big Hebrew national salamis that you had to cut up on Wonder Bread. Thanks, Mom. Breakfast and lunch of champions. Thank you so much. It's <laughs> a Jewish sausage. <laughs> totally. But what I remember of that day is I bit into the bread and there was a ring of blood around the Wonder Bread. Do you remember that? I don't. So that's when I went to Mom and said, Mom, this is, and the nurse at the camp said, I, I, she called her up and I don't know what's going on. You're going to pick up Noel. He's, he's got to be taken home. This is not okay. Uh, so I remember talking to my mother about that and I was finding out that that was one of the side effects of Delanton. And so she said right there, there's no way in hell that I'm going to keep him on this. But we got to figure out something different. And that something different was Dr. Landy's office because she started going to him because she had gotten to a car accident and she had gone to a chiropractor uh, and back in the Bronx, back when she was a kid, uh, she said, well, I got to take him to see Dr. Landy. But he said one sentence to her. And this was what I still say this to some patients today. He said, if he has any nervous system interference anywhere in his nervous system, in his spine, you don't want it there. Bring him in. Let me check him. And my mom said, OK, I'll bring him in. And so when I went to Dr. Zelani's office the first time, this was my first adjustment. I remember leaving the office after the adjustment, not thinking like, wow, my seizures were going to go away. But when he adjusted my spine, I just knew something changed. Something was different. Something happened that cleared something, but I wasn't sure what it was. And then, you know, you fast forward two months later, after getting off the medication, I was off the medication for months at that time, because it wasn't okay that I was on it. And then she started bringing me that, that summer. And it was like two and a half months later. And I had, from that time, I had no more seizures. Yeah. And we started playing knee football again. Yes, we did. Yeah. Getting back into our lives. And, yeah. you know, well, I wouldn't let, let me play anymore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but we did anyway. So. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, and so uh, here you are, uh, Dr. Jordan Plasker. Great best friends. You guys are my best friends in the world. So grateful. And here you are now, 20 to 30 years in practice. And you think back way back when. Tell us a little bit about that story. Quite honestly, I wasn't going to be a chiropractor, right? I was, you know, dad, you know, was you have to, you know, be a professional growing up and, and you know, he got help and with his seizures, I went regularly for care just because we went as a family for care. You had that injury and you'll probably talk about it later during football. And I didn't have, a, I didn't have a personal chiropractic story, but I had my family that had the chiropractic story around me. And um, so in participating in that, um, dad was like, you know, you got to be a professional, Jordan, you know what? And this is my own father who, who um, went to the chiropractor regularly and said, you, know, you want to go be a real doctor, Jordan. You want to go be a medical doctor. Um, so you know, I said, well, my dad knows better. Let me see. So I started going to school at Emory University thinking that I was going to be an orthopedic surgeon. That's what I did. And um, as I was in school, uh, I started Emory the same year you started life, right? And um, 
So my first year of Emory, I think it was coming towards the end of my first year, and I went to go volunteer at the VA hospital um, in Atlanta to see what it would be like in the hospital, what the setting was like. And I'm in the VA hospital and they're in the emergency room and there's blood, there's death, there's uh, dying just right in front of me. And I remember leaving the hospital that day and I'm not a squeamish person, I don't mind blood and stuff, but I left the hospital and I was like, this doesn't feel good to me. That didn't feel good. And so I reached out and I made a phone call to you because we were, you know, half hour away from each other. I said, what are you learning in chiropractic school? And Eric said, well, we're learning about health, life, and vitality. And I was like, holy crap. I'm in. <laughs> I want some of that. Yeah, I want myself some of that. And then at that point in time, I said, all right, what do I need to do to get on that track to get there? Yeah, what's interesting is, is that when you're telling the story about seeing people dying, and here we are, we're celebrating 100 years on some living. level of people living. Yeah. And I think about what you saw in that death and dying, and that just maybe, and I wasn't planning on talking about this, but then I think about Max, who I took care of, who was rotting away for decades. He came to see me as a patient when he was 98 years old, crippled, broken, alone. Right. Uh, go back and watch that whole story on 100yearlifestyle.com or listen to it on one of the podcasts. And he came back to our office healthy to say goodbye and literally as a healthy 100-year-old person passed away peacefully that day yeah. and said thank you as his last words. Beautiful. And it's, it's amazing. A, it's, it's a different, different come from. It's a different way of passing. It's a different way of living and then passing. It's, uh, yeah, I yeah. Get it. Yeah. So, uh, so some will too. I, I think what's where our audience is great because they are, there are so many people out there that are looking for leadership. They're looking for a different way to live. They are tired. We see in our networking groups that we go to that we're part of, and I travel around the country and speak, and there is a yearning, a need for the person that has any sense of an inquisitive spirit that is not just a sheep that's just going to follow the crowd just because. They are thinking there's got to be a better way. I go to the MD or I go to the site and they just give me drugs. They spend two minutes. They give me drugs. They give me another drug. And I'm on, I watch my parents. They're on three, five, seven, 10 medications. And we see nursing homes, assisted living popping up all over the place as if it's normal. And then here we are. So here's your 53, 54, 53, 53, 53, 55, I'm 59. Okay. So here we are. We're together. We're 50, 65 years old. Uh, I personally am, I don't know about you. This is, I haven't asked this question, so I don't know the answer, but I'm going to guess. So I take zero medications. So how many do you take? Zero. So you take zero, how many do you take? I got them with me. You got them with me? I got them with me. Oh, here they are. This is it. It's the supplements. <laughs> so here we are, we're on zero medication, which is so different than the world. The average person over the age of 50 is on three to five medications and we're zero. And it's not because of our genetics, which is really interesting. Wait a second, are we healthy? Uh, we are healthy, no question about oh, it. We are so definitely so. the healthy ones. But what, and this is not about us. This is, I think, what's important and why we wanted to have this discussion is because you can live this way. People don't know that you can actually live this way. You can do this if you live differently. I, I mean, my primary care provider is my chiropractor. You know, and if I needed, I'm not an idiot. If I was, God forbid, blood and guts all over the place, I would go to the emergency room. Sure, absolutely. But you think about now over the years, because we have the ability now to reflect 
on the people that we have taken care of. I know that you have people that you've been seeing since day one. I know you have some people you've been seeing since day one. We have some people that we have been seeing since day one. What is it like now to not just be able to provide care to give people relief, but to teach them about living this chiropractic lifestyle, this hundred year lifestyle, the quality of life, the longevity, and they've been with you all of those years. What stands out to you? The biggest thing that stands out to me is the quality of life that they're living. And people that, you know, work from construction to desk jobs to, you know, all, all everything in between. And there's one family that I take care of who now I've been taking care of the kids as well since they were uh, like two and three years old. And now they're nine and 10. And the dad, you know, he works really hard, just like a mom would work hard. Everybody works hard. It's, it's great. Um, but he literally, after being on lifestyle care for uh, a number of years, he was really stressed and really struggling and really working out, uh, uh, working on his job. And he literally came crawling to the office because he had a crisis. And so just because you're on lifestyle care necessarily, you're taking care of yourself, doesn't mean something will happen because something can happen. And literally it took me, he had to drive to the back of, of my building. He couldn't even go through the front door. I brought my table outside to take care of him. So what stands out for me though, is he got through that crisis so quickly than any other person who just walked into the office with that condition. And that was amazing to me to, to witness that as the chiropractor, as the provider for him, noticing the difference between someone who had been under lifestyle care and taking care of themselves to someone that, and have a crisis than someone that does not take care of themselves in the way that, that, that they do, especially with chiropractic care. And so a couple of things stand out for me with that story is, is that healthier going in, healthier coming yeah. out, always, yeah. always, always, always. The more you take care of yourself, the better your body works. And it's then, really bottom line. And then how many less crises happen to those people along the way? So many. So many more, less or less crises. And so now when he comes in, he just comes in regularly still. He's like, he's a very happy-go-lucky guy going on his day and he just loves doing what he does. And he takes care of himself takes care of himself with chiropractic and working out and do whatever he does and eating right. And you know, we all do stuff, but family's great. Awesome. Love them. How about you? There are many, right? There are many great stories of people coming in in crisis um, and being helped and seeing the light, understanding how the nervous system can affect their life and their, um, and their way of being. And, you know, one particular family I'm thinking of just recently the very natural people to begin with, they sought me out and, and we started working together. Not only did we help them with their spine and their nervous system, but even though they were a member of an organic co-op for 25 years, we went through different things to help them understand their healthy lifestyle even more. One of their kids was going to be a chiropractor. We took him to a bunch of seminars and he uh, got the bug and he is living his dream out in Wyoming right now and skiing and snowboarding and doing the things that he loves in a healthy way and, and living a life. But, and, and the family ended up moving out of the community. But just the other day, I get this um, text from her, wishing you and your family well. You are a gift on this earth that I'm delighted to know part. And so for 30 years, we took care of their entire family and uh, through wellness care, through crisis, and they are just living a retired life now that they're grateful for, but they're not living as a human preservative. They're living as um, vibrant, healthy. And so the beginning of that message was, uh, John and I both retired. We are just back from France and Charlie and his girl, with Charlie and his girlfriend, Olivia, leaving tomorrow to go sailing on a sailing trip. I don't know what BVI is with friends. British Virgin Islands. British Virgin Islands with friends. So they're just living their life. Yeah. And that is 
a testimony to somebody who's living a healthy lifestyle, you know, and, and, and they're, not, they're choosing it. Yeah. Well, and, but they, and they've chosen it all along the way, Correct. which is great. And so we, you know, we talk about, you know, living your ideal 100 year lifestyle, living at hundred percent for 100 years and how you live today at any moment, you can make changes to live your best life today so that you can enjoy quality of life every day along the way. And so, you know, as we wind down this kind of spontaneous throw together, we're gathering for a family event and we're excited about that. And now that you know what you know, because you didn't know what you, you know, 35, we were just getting into this and we were just passionate people that had hope, possibility, no experience, no wisdom. And now here we are, you have 30 years of wisdom, 30 years of wisdom, 35 years of wisdom. Okay, so I got a few extra years I have to throw that in there. Okay, I'm the oldest. That's what the oldest That's does. what the oldest does. Yeah. And he always tells us. Yes. Um, well, <laughs> and they always tell me, they point to my head too, my shiny hair. So seriously though, now that you know what you know, and you undoubtedly know what you know, what do you want everybody else to know as it relates to health, healing, quality of life, lifestyle, et cetera? Uh, first thing is just trust in your body's ability to, to heal and you need to take care of it. It's, it's like it doesn't, it happens on its own, but it also, you can support it. So if I knew more of how to support myself, um, I think certainly life would be even a little bit more different than it is now. And I have a great quality of life. I just had a little bit of a crisis, got out of it very quickly um, because I've learned along the way that I know how to take care of myself. Making chiropractic is one of the major pieces of my healthcare existence by making sure my nervous system is clear and exercising and eating well and learning and continuing to learn as much as I can to make sure that I stay as active and healthy as possible because that's what I want. Yeah. And, you know, one thing you said that continuing to learn as much as possible, one thing that we have learned is that everything that we're learning, your body already knows how to do. Correct. And I think that's one of the things that's so cool about this learning about the power of the body to know what to do. And to trust. And to trust. Huge. That's a, that's a big one. And that's I see that in the office, too, as people start to trust themselves, to trust their thoughts that they, they can, that changes the perspective on the decisions that they're going to make today and then tomorrow and a year from now, because they start to trust even more what their bodies, what their ability of their body can do. Awesome. How about you, JP? What do you want them to know? Come on, you know that you know. Uh, what I, what I want you, know. you to know more than anything is that your innate inside of you knows more, as BJ said, than all the volumes of books that have ever been written. And it confronts things every single day that we're faced with to make our bodies as healthy as possible. So something that I've learned from my uh, financial planner, which has been very interesting, he often says, Jordy, you know, my biggest job is not what to invest in. My biggest job is to teach people not to sell at the wrong time. Because people get emotional when things are going on in the world and media and the world tends to get in everybody's head and then there's a panic. And when you're in panic, you tend to do things that are not necessarily in your best interest. So what, so what he says is that my job is to talk people off the ledge. And I listened to him say that to me one time and I was like, wow, that's what I do. And that's what I do often. And, and how that relates to what I do is that 
people will often come to me with a health crisis, or what they perceive as a health crisis based upon commercials they see on TV, based upon information they may read or a, a Google search that they do, and they're in a panic. And they don't so know true. what to do. And oftentimes what happens is the default is to participate in, a, in an elective procedure or an elective drug that will alleviate their issue. And so I find that one of my biggest jobs is to help people reconnect to their innate, understand to take a step back and let's evaluate this and see what is truly necessary and make sure you don't do something that you cannot take back. Wow. Big. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that is, it's huge. Yeah, um, I love that. And a lot of wisdom here. And what a blessing that it is to be able to share this life, the friendship, not just the brotherhood, but the friendship, uh, the connection, that common ground that, you know, so many families are divided today because they think differently. They're afraid. I think for me, the wisdom that I'll share in my piece of this is that over time, I've realized that I have a really high tech BS meter for all kinds of crap that is not true in the world, you know, especially as it relates to health and seeing the pharmaceutical industry and taking advantage of people selling trillions of dollars over the years of things that people don't need. And it's not even matter, do I need it or do I not need it? But it is actually making people sick. And I'll tell you one thing I think back about that. You know, our dad had a heart attack at 49. We are all three past the age of 49. I remember when I was turning 49, I was a little nervous because I had heard it's genetics, it's genetics. And you have heart disease that runs in your family. No. Well, what we have learned is we do not have heart disease that run in my family. What, run in, what ran in our family was decades of smoking, yep. being overweight for a period of time, being highly stressed out in a high stress job. That's what was running in our family. And that caused that heart condition that caused my dad to make and our dad to make a decision to take cholesterol medication that ended up wiping out his brain because he took it for decades. And so my dad, our dad, he died at 78, but we couldn't really have a conversation with him after the age of 68. Yeah. And so he literally, he died for two decades, um, killing himself with drugs and then not being able to talk to us and being kept alive, not knowing his family. And so for me, the wisdom and the passion, and it keeps going. Ahead. And he thought, because he didn't have an advisor or somebody to speak to that, this was the only way yeah. that it was that he was doing the right thing. Yeah. That it was his and, only option. And that, and that it was his only option. Have another option. Yeah. And I love now, and I think, and you're right. And to be able to uh, not just have another option for people, but from our experience, the number one best choice, always first option, Take period, period. 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 Uh, and so, you know, to have that, wisdom and to have the experience and then to see what's happening in the world and people being sold just the opposite with fear and with coercion and knowing in my heart, gut, soul, and actually data research for anybody that is even willing to look at actual data and reality that our job and our work at this point, a hundred years in combined, more important than ever, crucial. So my brothers, I love you so much. Proud of you. Uh, to the world, thank you for putting up with this uh, sentimental, but I believe very 
valuable, wisdom-oriented podcast message because we care about your family. We love your family. And well, we, appreciate you. we can say we're living proof now yeah. that we're teaching the right things and we're doing the right things. We want to pass it on to you and your family and your loved ones. So thanks for listening, everybody. Amen. Here's to 100% 100 years. The Plasco Brothers signing out. Thank you so much for joining us on the 100-Year Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have topics that you want us to cover, people you want us to interview, maybe you have some stories that you want to share, stories of yourself, loved ones, people in your life, we would love to hear from you and share your story. Please email us at my100 at 100yearlifestyle.com. And remember, nobody wants to get to 100 or even 50, 60, or 70 for that matter crippled, broken, alone. So please share the 100-Year Lifestyle, all of our podcasts, social media pages, website with your family, friends, and coworkers so they can take this journey with you. And until next time, adjust your lifestyle, live your best life today and every day on the road to a sensational century. Dr. Plasker, signing off.